Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Or email us at therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. So I know that you said that you got into fonts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I did not. <laughs> and um, I'll be honest with you, I felt... A little overwhelmed by this top 10. I didn't think I would when I was like, fonts, okay, this will be silly. But uh, there's a lot of fonts. There's a lot of fonts. They they have different purposes um, and different, like, some of them have histories going really far back because they these were typefaces way back in the day when they would do typing, you know, prints like fucking Gutenberg, you know? And, uh, yeah, and people who are into fonts online are really weird. So <laughs> people who are into anything are really weird generally, but I don't know. Fonts is especially a weird one. I can imagine. I, you know, I, I can't imagine being into fonts. Oh, actually, you know what? I take that back. I can imagine being into it. There's, well, there's so much of it that you can, I could see why you could get into it, you know, like a deep dive of it and be like, whoa. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have you ever gotten to the end of a book and it gives you information about the typeface and you're like, I didn't need this, but now I'm kind of curious. I have never, actually. Oh, really? If you look at the Which end is... of your novels sometimes, you'll get that and it's like, okay, neat. And it gives you like the little, like, this was invented in 1931 by Paul Fuckface. And you're like, fonts are invented by people? The first oh, time whoa, Paul Fuckface? Paul He's... Fuckface. The Paul Paul Puckface. Yeah, he's really famous. Yeah, in the world of typefaces, that is. Well, that's why they call them typefaces after Paul Puckface. <laughs> um, it's 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 weird that you know his name became such a derogatory term. I know it's really sad. One of those. Accents. Although I I've heard that uh, he actually went by. Fukfache, so yes, Fukfache, that's him. Um, <laughs> it's like from a sitcom or something, you know, like the characters always having to correct people, or like uh, um, the Nicolas Cage uh, uh, SNL skit where you know his name is Aswipe. Aswipe, I don't know that one. Yeah, it's you know ass wipe, but it's, it's <laughs> I, did, I didn't make I didn't make that connection. <laughs> but uh yeah, no that the, makes me feel stupid. No, the reason I got into fonts uh was that working you know, doing art plans for architecture, you need to like label everything on, on the computer. And they mentioned, Oh, you can use any font you want. So I was like, I will use any font I want. So I spent way too much time <laughs> deciding and weighing the pros and cons. Because the font that they always have you use and the font that I, as far as I can tell, is used pretty universally is called City Blueprint, which um, is like a handwriting font. You know, it's like, looks like handwriting. Huh. And uh, I really hate it. Like, I'm, I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with it being used universally, whatever. But I just, it's such a dumb font. Like, it's like using... Um, 
you know, like Comic Sans for something important. It's like, why are you doing this? So, so that's why I put so much time and effort into this because I just didn't want it to be City Blueprint. And then, you know, sometimes my fonts would screw up because I had to, I don't know, sometimes it would screw up and I'd do it in City Blueprint anyway. So, good job. So, I expect to hear City Blueprint in your top 10 then. No. Oh, really? But yeah. you were just no. saying how much you like it. No. Yeah, no. I do have well, an honorable. Let's... I do have an honorable mention that I don't actually want in my top ten. All right, down. well, let's let's hear it. What's your honorable yeah, mention? It's Garamond, and only because when I was looking up stuff about fonts, I found out that Garamond is the font that um, uh, Christian Bale's character in American Psycho has on his on his business card. So, oh, neat. That's mm-hmm. fun. That's why I didn't um... want it on my top ten, and I don't <laughs> care for it as a font. But to me, it sounds like an MCU villain. Garamond. Yeah. Somebody who goes up against Doctor Strange. Yeah, absolutely. I think that teams up with Dormammu. Yeah, I was gonna say was, I couldn't remember the name of the guy from the first one, but yeah, that's that's like his buddy. Dormammu <laughs> and Garamond. <laughs> yep, that's it. Well, let's let's get right into it. I'll I'll give you my number 10. Mm. How's that sound? Do it. You ready for this? I'm not. It's wingdings. I wasn't ready. But, <laughs> Sorry. Coincidentally, I am now. So wingdings, really? You actually have wingdings on your? Oh yeah, your, number ten. Stuff. You know why? Because it's ridiculous and it's basically hieroglyphics. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of not even a font, really. It's kind of I don't know what it is. I I just can you imagine an office memo in wingdings? Mm-hmm. I just no. think that would be fantastic. Everyone would need to go translated. <laughs> I'll tell you, I came really close to sending my boss an email in wingdings <laughs> because of doing this episode so this this may have been a dangerous episode for me well if you're on the unemployment line next week i'll know why because <laughs> i sent it in wingdings he's looking i was like what the what the fuck is this john <laughs> so what's your number 10 my number 10 is textura 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 i don't know which however you pronounce it e-x-t-u-r-a yep um because it is the first it was it's basically the the gutenberg font it's like a, an old english like you know medieval kind of font and it's actually basically the font that that gutenberg had on the gutenberg press you know um and, and just was, for our listeners sake steve it's a steve gutenberg um, was, from yes, the police the, academy movies uh-huh yeah that's him just wanted to make sure everybody knew there's also three men and a baby a movie I weirdly like. Just I'll throw that out there. Directed <laughs> okay. by Leonard Nimoy. Um, for some reason, for and, I didn't uh, know that part. That's it's a very strange movie because there's a weird, there's a weird. The first half of the movie, the by the first three quarters of the movie, the plot is about these drug drug uh, kingpins and like they get caught up in cartel shit, but also they have this baby, of course. And then, like, that's resolved three quarters of the way through, and then the movie keeps going. It's it's an odd movie. So I don't think I've ever actually seen it, to be honest. Well, we're gonna have to rank it. It has it has some action parts. Maybe we could do an action action movies. Well, we'll have to find out if uh, IMDb calls it an action movie. But anyway, I'm sorry, I derailed. Uh, you know, Mr. Gutenberg. No, Go so te- yeah, textura the textura the. Uh, old english like you know it's based off of uh what do you call the monks you know inscribing the scrolls or not scrolls but books or whatever 
um, <laughs> it was based off of that. So I like that. It's like, you know, you can kind of consider it the first typeface. So because they'd be like, they'd be like, they'd be like print. And then there's the Bible, the Gutenberg Bible. That was all on that. And someone would go, I don't really care for this font. I prefer Garamond. <laughs> well, that that actually is pretty interesting and cool. But uh, yeah, I didn't know. I I actually am ashamed to say that I when you said Gutenberg, it didn't mean anything to me. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm assuming he had he what invented the printing press or something. It's kind of surprising. Not that okay, okay. So that I was gonna say it's surprising you don't know, but that sounds so much like surprised you don't know. Yeah, like, like that. <laughs> no, no, I get what you're saying. because yeah, I you, love history. You'd think yeah, I would know it. Yeah, you know, you know all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, Johannes Gutenberg. I just looked up his first name because I thought. Oh, it was wasn't Steve? No, it was not Steve Gutenberg. It was his oh. father. Steve, Steve Gutenberg, born like 1960 something. Uh, Johannes Gutenberg died 19, 1468, so just shortly before. Yeah, Steve. A couple generations. Yeah, yeah, but he yeah he invented the 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 first printing press with movable type, so you could like, because I guess before that you could like print the same thing over and over again, but you needed like a different press for every single thing you wanted to print. That sounds awful. Yes. Well, this wasn't. A, this was better, but you still had to like put each plate with the num with the letter or whatever on it. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, some people might point out that I guess in parts of China they had printing presses well before that. But I think that those were the those were more specialized because you could only do some things in them because there were too many characters. But yeah. So that was that was that one. Let's move on to your number nine. Well, my number nine is a was. One that you've mentioned already in this conversation it makes me think you probably really like it too. Mm -hmm. Comic Sans. Oh well. So your number ten is Wingdings, and your number nine is Comic Sans. Yeah, it's fun. You know, I like that it's evocative of reading a comic book, which is funny because I'm not much of a comic book reader, um, mm -hmm. but I'm a comic book movie watcher. So there's that. Uh, yeah, some of that's in writing. Yeah. So you know, comic Comic Sans. It's, you know. <laughs> Okay. It's silly. All right, what's your number nine? <laughs> it's, the thing is, it's very silly is the thing about it. And remember remember when the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, after LeBron's decision, he wrote an angry letter, like, addressed to everyone, as far as yeah. I can remember? And it was in comics. Almost Sands. burned that bridge. Burned, yeah. burned that bridge, I mean. Yeah, and, yeah. For, and it's just, and of all, if, Comic Sans is not the one, even if you like it, which you apparently do, um, it's not what you would write an angry letter in, right? So, <laughs> no, it's for fun. Yeah. So I don't really know what that was about, but okay. So uh, oh, we got number nine here. Yep, number nine. What do you have? Number nine. I was looking up different font stuff. Blah blah blah. I'm not really sure this is a font, but the website I was on claimed it's a font. So Trajan's column, by which they mean literally the writing on Trajan's column. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What's Trajan's column? Uh, it see this is this is why sample size matters because if somebody went off of a sample size of these past eight minutes they would think i know so much and you know nothing <laughs> because they would have a sample size of two <laughs> yeah well well tell me you know i'm sure i'm not the only person listening who doesn't know what it is it's a column in in rome meaning the city uh that that Trajan, the, the Roman emperor, erected. 
um, to uh, <laughs> commemorate something or other. It's still standing. Um, it's just a big column. It's near the Coliseum. I'll be honest with you. You know, uh, I don't know a lot of ancient history. I actually think you know more ancient history than I do. So this shouldn't come as a shock to you, actually. Well, if it was American history and geography, then yeah. bam, I'm all yeah. there. But, uh, you know. So, yeah, it's a, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It's a big column. <laughs> it has, I think, Trajan on top of it. He's holding keys. Neat. So you're looking at Trajan's column. Oh, it's yeah. It's stiff it's erect. and erect. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that brings me right to my number eight. I don't I think see how. Like. Uh, it's the Sopranos font. <laughs> <laughs> is that the name of the font or i don't know i mean the one where every r is a gun every that's right r? <laughs> that's right because and i'll tell you i know you haven't seen this show but aziz ansari as tom said mm -hmm. it best in parks and rec the only good font is the sopranos font where the r is a gun <laughs> i mean you live in america right it should be the the font of choice for americans you know america Yes. You're right. I, I had never thought of it that way, but there we are. You're absolutely right. Yep. Good. All right. So what's your number eight? <laughs> well, uh, my number eight is a, is, a, is a personal choice, Times New Roman, which, as far as I can tell, is not super popular among font people. I don't understand why font people are bizarre and have strange feelings about things. Because it's like, you know, the typical yeah. font. I, I get it. That's probably why, but that's um, like you know, like indie music people are like, you know, I don't like fucking, you know, some pop person. I don't like Rihanna. <laughs> um, well, yeah, Rihanna's so, good, so you know, fuck off. Yeah, that must be why. Um, I like it specifically for that reason because when we were younger, if you opened up Microsoft, when it was Microsoft Works, you know, had all of it in it. Um, you yeah. would get you would get Times New Roman, and <laughs> I. Uh, didn't like it when I went on a computer and it was set to Arial or something. I was like, ah, give me back time zero. Yeah, wh what happened with that? Everything is set to Arial now. I don't know. It's just, it used I think Arial be Times New Roman and now it's all Arial. Well, Arial, I think, is supposed to be exceptionally readable. So I think that might be part of it, but I don't know why they got rid of Times New Roman. Well, Although, you know, Times New Roman is kind of a, a strange font to have for computers anyway since it's serif and sans serif is supposed to be better for reading on computer screens well i don't know what any of the words you just said meant so <laughs> i did i did actually read in the in the research for this episode that times new roman was a serif font and i was like well that's all i need to hear <laughs> In that case, fuck it. <laughs> I, I, it I, looked, I looked no further. I was like, okay, Seraph. Well, that's a thing. Um, do you want to explain it to the uh, to the listeners at home? Yeah, sure. Seraphs are the little the little like lines and wavy bits at the end of some letters. Oh, you know what? I actually did read that. That's funny. I didn't think <laughs> I read anything about it, and I was like, I heard you sound like, oh yeah, yeah. So if you look at like. Uh, a T serif fonts will usually have like a capital T. It'll usually have like little lines coming down from the crossbar top of the T. Huh. And uh, a sans serif font will just be like two, you know, one block on top of the other. So 
so a sans serif font is a without serif font. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. I so when you say comic yeah. sans, it's comic without the serif. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything with sans after it is uh, usually a sans serif font. Wow. Okay. Pretty, pretty neat. Right? Learning. I mean, yes. Yeah, it actually is kind of neat. Um, See, you're getting into fonts. Yeah. I Apparently. You know, I was this way with uh, with tons of stuff in high school, too. Like Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, man, that's for nerds. And then I got older and I'm like, man, I wish I would have done that when I was younger. That's <laughs> Same. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's go on to my number seven. You're gonna love it. You ready? Mm. The Ben Affleck handwriting font. What? Why is there a Ben Affleck handwriting font? You don't remember? Oh, they made a font. I do remember now. Oh my god, that's such a callback. <laughs> yep, so they made a font just for anybody who hasn't listened to our The Accountant episode. They made a font out of Ben Affleck's handwriting for that movie. Uh -huh. Um, and you know what? He looks, it looks pretty cool. I think his handwriting looks neat. Um, and I, you know, I chose this for number seven cause, uh, fight me. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to find a place you can download Ben Affleck handwriting font, but I can't seem to find one. No, I looked, I tried to look for it too, to see if they named it something, but yeah. I couldn't find it either. So that's why I called it the Ben Affleck handwriting font. What you, what do you have for number seven? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, while I was looking for Ben Affleck handwriting font, I got uh, I got a, a leaked version of Ben Affleck's original script for for his Batman movie that he was going to do, which I want to oh, wow. read out for you all. Just the sample here. Actually, it's the whole fucking thing. Um, exterior: Boston Day. Batman and Bat Man, Matt Damon hug. Batman. Oh, okay, says, so this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Batman says it's not your fault. And uh, Matt Damon says, how do you like them apples? Uh, Batman growling, Beantown, Fenway Park, Harvard Yard, or Argo, the town. And then shipping up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys plays on loop for two hours. That's the whole movie. I mean, I'd watch it. I would not. I don't care for that <laughs> song. If it was a better song, I, I would watch it. I so, don't know that uh, song. So. My number seven is Universe with no E at the end, in case you want to look it up. Oh, okay. It's a, I got a classification here. Neo-grotesque sans serif font. So this gets even more. Um, this is the first one I can do that was the first one I've... Wait, no. I'm sorry. Times New Roman was also probably invented by a guy, but I don't know who. Uh, Universe was um, designed by Adrian Frutiger um, in 1957 as a large sans serif typeface. Uh, it meant to be comprehensive in its range of weights and widths, uh, meaning instead of like having some letters be like kind of narrow or some letters really wide, all the letters would be even and basically the same amount of space would be taken up to make everything really, really readable, I guess. But it's uh, but the reason I like it is because it's a nice font, I just think it looks good. It's interesting, you know, because it's a font you know somebody created a font that doesn't know how to spell yeah so. <laughs> well no fonts know how to spell <laughs> just, just the people who use them there's there's where the fault lies ah there's should you say where that's there's where the font lies <laughs> no <laughs> that's false don't you misquote me especially um, what you misquote for shakespeare well let's go to my number six. Oh yes let's Speaking of Shakespeare, it's a uh, Vivaldi. 
Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a fun. <laughs> yeah. It's very fancy. Lots of flourishes. It's like how I would imagine the conductor of a symphony to write. Oh, wait a minute. Like, that might I see what they did that. there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Mind blown. You're you're blowing my mind over here. No, it's very fancy. I'm looking at it. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, and the flourishes, right? Does isn't it like? Can't you picture uh, a conductor writing that while he's conducting a, a an orchestra? I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, because like if you trace, you know, like the movements of his hand with his stupid right. wand, when you know when Guardian Leviosing everything. Exactly. Uh, this is I. It, my spouse, who I'm married to, hates when I say this, and uh, it causes arguments. I'm convinced to this day that conductors don't do anything when they wave their their arms around when they're conducting symphonies. Um, I'm told they do do things. I'm sure that they actually do in real life. You can't convince me that they're not just doing random arm motions and they want to feel cool. Well, That's it. Nothing will convince me otherwise. I'm basically, well, I won't say it, but I am a, a person who will not have their mind changed regardless of evidence on this point. Well, the good news about this is that uh, we are going to end up watching Tar. Oh, yeah? So, because it was nominated for Best Picture. So, you know, I guess uh, we'll find out if you stick to that or not. No, I'm I'm, I'm convinced that they, you know what, I, be, I believe that they think or they have an explanation for it. I'm convinced that they go, they have something to explain it away so that the general public goes, oh, yes, that sounds reasonable. But they're not actually doing anything. They just want you to think they are. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, my experience with uh, with a conductor was uh, with Mrs. OJ. Do you remember her? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> and um, I was uh, second chair for saxophone. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was pretty good. And this other kid was, was really good. And she would like, she would always be on my case, right? She, she would, because I was, I was really good with it. She would just be like, well, you, you messed that up. And like it, the kid's name that was first chair was Michael. Mm -hmm. And she like, like, it was like, she wanted to fuck him. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, um, she just, he could do no wrong. So I remember this one time I just didn't even play. I just had it up to my mouth <laughs> and he, and he fucked up and she went and she like pointed at me and was <laughs> like, was like, John, you need to do the, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, all right, Mrs. OJ, I'm done with this. I like quit on the spot. I was like, I didn't even play. Cause I knew you'd fucking yell at me. Cause he kept fucking this up. Um, so I'm, I'm all done. Thanks for ruining saxophone for me. Yeah, seriously. She just destroyed a student's love of music. Well done. Well done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't you know, say all that cause I was too young to have yeah. thought like that, but I did quit on the spot and I said it was because I didn't mess up. I didn't even play. You keep blaming me every time he messes up. And I was like, mm -hmm. Michael, I, I said, to, I said to the kid, I was like, Mike, I'm sorry. You know, like, I know you're really good at it, but. I'm just, I'm fucking sick of this. Mm. And then I walked off, turned in my saxophone, never played again. And the world and lost she, what could she have like, been a wonderful saxophone player. <laughs> she, she reached out to my mom and she was like, she like apologized to me through my mom. Mm. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even see her. And my mom was just like, <laughs> like, well, you fucked up. I'm not, I don't care. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like you're the idiot. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's a fun little thing. Did you you said your number six, right? No, I did not. All right, what's your number six? Helvetica. Ooh, that's that's hella fancy too. 
I don't know. I actually don't remember what it looks like off the top of my head. I'll tell you exactly why it's my number six comp, though. Why? Because the, uh, you know, Dan Savage, the internet writer, he, he wrote an advice column called Savage. I know Lord. Randy Savage. No, you see, this is Dan Savage. That's where you always get confused. He's an internet guy. <laughs> well, anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is it is something to shout oh yeah about though because he uh he once wrote that um his uh drag queen name is Helvetica Bold, which I thought was funny enough. I've always liked the font Helvetica from then on. <laughs> My drag queen name is Helvetica Bold. And you know what? I'm yeah. enjoying, I'm enjoying it even more thinking of it as being Randy Savage's drag queen name. <laughs> <laughs> um so my number five. Mm is freestyle script okay yeah it's a nice little mixture of print and cursive cursive for those of our by the way cursive for those of our audience uh who don't know what what it is is what older people like zach and i had to learn how to do in school for yeah. no discernible reason and get Love graded on it yeah so there you go that's cursive what do you got for number five <laughs> <laughs> they made they made us do cursive through fifth grade and then in sixth grade we could go back to writing in print so i there's don't really know what that was all about yeah there's actually been studies to show that cursive uh does not is not faster print writing in print is actually faster than cursive i believe so, it because i actually it made write, no sense i i write in cursive now um i retaught myself it um and uh, it's not really all that much faster it's I suppose it could get faster if you practice constantly, but I mean, you could just practice print constantly. So I just, you know, what I think is funny is uh, you have all these people that are like, you know, they don't even teach the kids cursive in school anymore. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like they're saying it is like this bad thing. How, you know, you know, the, the younger generation is like, you know, not as good as our generation. And I'm like, mm -hmm. um, no, that's, that's a good thing to have gotten rid of. That is a waste of fucking time. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's completely ridiculous i don't know what these these older people think that cursive would give like what do they think that we're missing out on because we don't know cursive how will they ever sign a check they won't ever need to <laughs> that's 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 another thing that we are not missing out on writing <laughs> checks and being held up in the line at the grocery store yeah i mean okay i've i still do write checks occasionally but uh you know, it's usually a large amount of money and it's for a contractor and oh, and also like signing for your credit card. Mm. And this is another thing, like I'm going to, I'm going to give away a secret here. Your fucking signature doesn't mean shit on a credit <laughs> card. Sorry to tell you. Um, I owned a business and I had people, you know, would say like, oh, I didn't buy there. And I'd be like, this is their signature. It's right here. And then the credit card company would be like, no, it's not. <laughs> i'm like but it's the it's the same you're you're showing me what their signature it's the same thing and they're like yeah but you know we can't be sure so yeah and i'm like okay cool thanks i'll just i guess i'll just lose that payment mm -hmm. so uh they just want an excuse to not have to give you whatever they feel like they don't want you well it's have. like it's like a fake security thing you know mm -hmm. like well people can't copy my signature and it's like you could you could you know those signing pads at, at at stores mm -hmm. you could literally write anything <laughs> i mean i had i had somebody that would like draw pictures on it like you would draw trees and stuff and be like here you go there's my signature <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean 
<laughs> just imagining the person's signature being like a really good, well detailed picture of a tree with like sure, it was like it was stick, fi stick figures. It was not good. Oh, well, That's well, how Banksy well. signs though. Well, he just he just paints the fucking Mona Lisa. <laughs> well, he just he spray paints you. He spray paints the clerk. Here's my signature. <laughs> just right in the face. <laughs> yep. Anyway, yeah. So sorry. What's your number five? Did you my number say? five? My number five is Bodini, which I'm back Ooh, to. I'm back I like to that name. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, named after Giambattista Bodini, so you know he's you know he's old timey, because I don't think Italian people have done anything important in 300 years. Um, <laughs> wow! I hope we get big in Italy. Right I hope before we get, this episode comes out. I hope we get big in the suburbs around Newark, New Jersey, and I hope every character in The Sopranos comes and yells at me, just like the episode where they're trying to take away uh, Columbus Day. But anyway um bodini <laughs> is actually completely the opposite of universe which i mentioned earlier and uh -huh. that bodini was an attempt to increase the contrast between thin and wide strokes so there are some parts of the letters that are really thin and some parts that are much thicker um but i think that gives it a really elegant look while still being very readable hmm. do you think it matters whether it's thick or thin I mean, you'd have to ask Mrs. B Bodini, John Batiste. Uh, I bet she has a very, uh, uh, I don't know. I think she would, I, I don't know. The joke, the joke, the joke that's there, people. Just fucking think of it on your own. <laughs> you get there. I'm not connecting the dots for you. <laughs> All right, let's go to my number four. It's not my job as the entertainer. <laughs> Rostanti Cortez. Mm-hmm. It's basically just uh, somewhat sloppy cursive, but it works for me. You know, <laughs> I find it pleasing to look at. Once again, by the way, for our younger listeners, cursive, uh, it's a band that was big during the emo rock days of the mid 2000s. Oh, God, so, I forgot about cursive. <laughs> I, used to have, I used to have several songs of theirs on my computer that I downloaded from LimeWire. There you go. So, LimeWire, folks, that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, go ahead. What's your number four? You know, it's a podcast done by old heads. When you know we have to, we have to explain every reference because it's out of date. Uh, my number four is my number four is Bauhaus, which is a, a font that was used at the Bauhaus, which is like a it was a school of design in Germany uh, between the wars, and they taught a lot of sort of more modern ideals and aesthetics. Um, you can just look up what the Bauhaus does, but the font is uh, very, very it's like it's like the Bauhaus, the building that they designed for it has the word Bauhaus written on it in this font. So you can go look that up. That's cool. Between the wars, you mean World War One and World War Two? Uh, yes. I did not mean the Franco-Prussian War and the uh, Austro-Prussian War. Well, you know, it's good. To, it's good to be clear. Right? It's good to clarify. You're right. <laughs> um. All right, so my number three, buckle up. Oh, we're getting ready for some controversy here. Oh, God. Ariel. Oh, you like Ariel, I see. I don't even know if I like it. I'm just so <laughs> used to it. I, I, you know, I'm just so used to it now that it's like with every email being sent in Ariel font, I I don't know. I, I'm right. I'm literally, I wrote this episode in Ariel font. <laughs> so it's boring, so, but call me a creature of habit, I guess. You felt like you, uh, needed to give ariel a shout out given that 
Well, it's just so widely used, you know? I don't want to be the person that's like, no, everybody likes it, so I don't like it. No, no, yeah, it's, I get that. It's I am fine with it, too, so. <laughs> Maybe not number three fine with it, but, you know, here we are. <laughs> that's the thing. You also gave you put it kind of high for, for just, you know, cursory. Well, oh, cursory, get it? Just cursory on computer. Anyway, yeah. let's go to my number three, which is Courier New. Which um, is like a, it's kind of a typewriter font that you can put on your computer. I actually really like that one, and I'm upset that I didn't think of it. Well, I uh, write everything in Courier New. I have changed every program I have to Courier New from Arial. So, um, yeah, that's kind of why it's my number three because uh, I use it for everything. I, well, I still write. You're, you're right. I still write emails and whatever the hell the the right because you don't want to waste your time changing the font every time. I, I get it. Yeah, that's like that's really that's a real dedication to a font. If someone, if someone did that, yeah. Well, my number two, papyrus. Oh, well. And just, I just want to give a thank you, thank you, James Cameron, Avatar, yeah. Ryan Gosling, and SNL. Um, <laughs> I'm basically putting that sketch as number two. Uh, yeah. I do, I do actually like the font, but I just, you know. That sketch, you know, made it so that that font I puts it over. I love the top. it. It yeah. does. It does. It's an incredible font for that reason. No <laughs> for other that reason. Yeah, exactly. Papyrus. <laughs> I, like, I know what you did. I like when uh, he gets upset because there are sequels coming out. He's like, "So they changed it. They had a chance to change it." I'm like, no, I, I think it looks pretty much the same. And he gets angry and throws the table. I... <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic! So, what do you what do you got for number two? My number two is Futura, which is a uh, a font, also from like the twenties, I guess. Um, also, look at that! Also, similar in spirit to the bow to the Bauhaus, so that's nice. It's uh, it's kind of similar to Bauhaus. Now that I'm looking at it, maybe that was a waste of a thing, but that's okay. Oh, look at that! It's the font that Wes Anderson always uses. Oh, is it really? Huh. That's kind of interesting. Well, anyway, that leads us directly to my number one. Are you ready for this? No, I'm, I'm kind of not, given your, some of your choices already. <laughs> All right. Well, here it comes anyway. Times New Roman. Oh, you, oh, is it for nostalgia the same way it is for me? Yeah. I mean, call me boring for this choice if you want, but, uh, but here's my reasoning. All right. I love to read, and specifically I love to read books tangibly by turning pages. Mm-hmm. So this is not a diatribe against e-readers because I see their value and have no issue with them. But there's just something special about holding a book in your hand. I, I just, I love it, right? And so, and pretty much all books are printed in Times New Roman font. At least I thought that until you said that they're different <laughs> at the ends of the books. Um, but anyway, I also, for a long time, uh, I fought Arial and I would change, I would actually change my emails to Times New Roman. Yeah, I actually did that too for a bit, but I stopped pretty quickly. I stopped. Yeah, I mean, it didn't take it didn't take that long yeah. for me to stop because I was like, "This is fucking. I'm not going to keep doing this." Yeah, but uh, I remember being like, with Google Docs. Actually, I did it when they when they first started doing stuff, and I would I would open up a, a Google Doc, and it would be an Arial, and I'm like, "Why the fuck is this an Arial? <laughs> needs to be in Times New Roman." And now I'm just like, I don't care. Whatever it comes up with. Yeah. Like, the, even just, like, looking at fonts, when I was, I was, like, annoyed. 
like I don't, I don't want to go up here and change these fucking fonts. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna find the one that I want, and it's just gonna be a pain in the ass. They're gonna have this big list of things that were recently used. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I remember when they first started putting the recently used ones up there. It actually annoyed me more because I just want it to be the first one. Right. I just like give me the one I use most often because that's mm-hmm. the one I'm gonna use. All right. If I want to change it, I'll fucking change it. You don't need to give it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. So yeah, now that I sound like a a guy on the porch telling the kids to get off my lawn, uh, what do you have for number one? My number one is DIN fourteen fifty one, which probably sounds a little weird. Uh, oh, that's the class. Yeah, I know which one you're. That, that's been around since like uh, before Gutenberg, right? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Actually, <laughs> I was joking. I, okay. assumed that it, I was I assumed that it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's my my. What is this? What is this? Four, uh, three of my final four ones are all were all designed in Germany, basically between the fours. Um, I didn't want to like contradict you, but I was like, I'm I don't think it's based on anything older. But, uh, <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, this I, one, I, this one, DIN was was uh, what oh, stands for something. I'm gonna read what it stands for so the people know the Deutsches Institut für Normung, German Institute for Standardization, which sounds <laughs> The German Institute for Standardization sounds ominous. It sure does. That sounds like a Third <laughs> yeah. Reich font to me. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to like be standardized by by Germany. <laughs> just imagine, just imagine officers from this governmental institute walking into your house. Is everything in here standard? Yeah, uh, everything's standard. It's all standard. And like I'm imagining they're about to leave because everything looks basically standard. And then like the last guy like pauses in the doorway and like he turns back into the room and notices that one thing is askew. Um and slowly you realize that it's Christoph Waltz doing this. Mm-hmm. I would watch that movie, I think. Um no, but DIN was uh 1931. Uh, I don't know why it's called 1451, don't ask me. Um originally designed for industrial uses. A uh, simplified design that could be applied with limited technical difficulty. Um, due to its legibility and uncomplicated, unadorned design, it became popular for general purpose use in signage and display uh, adaptations. It's what all German road signs are in to this day. Well, I have to tell you, I'm really glad it was 1931. Because mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years later, and you yeah. might be... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, my, all my favorite fonts are all Weimar fonts, thank you. They're not... <laughs> <laughs> they're not after that fonts went really downhill after that i don't know if you saw but they get very like gothic german very quickly over there they get they get fairly racist after that mm-hmm. yeah um, I, uh strictly 30s fonts not like 38 yeah, actually were the not yeah you're right okay <laughs> well 1933 i think is when hitler took power mm-hmm. things well, were already trending downward i think by that point but that's okay that's it. Those are the best fonts. Uh, Our surprisingly ever. political best fonts. <laughs> of course, well, I'm the one who had to come up with all the all the early 20th century German ones. Yeah, yeah, you got dangerous, but you you stayed in the you stayed in a good realm, oh, a yeah. decent realm actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, for our next, okay, yeah, thanks for listening again to uh, the best, the top ten best fonts, which. I can't imagine that um, there are tons of people that were like, oh, I'm dying to hear what this is. So I'm imagining you came to this because you wanted to just hear us talk. So thank you. I appreciate that. We got, um, we, 
we might get one or two like font people and they're probably really angry though so <laughs> yeah, right. we're sorry like, to you too they they heard me pick times new roman at number one and ariel at number three and they're like fuck this guy uh-huh. <laughs> pretty much they're like no more rank this just close the window so join us next week when we're ranking the top 10 best flavors of ice cream and I, both Zach and I think that our numbers one will surprise each other. Mm. So maybe they'll surprise you as well. Um, yeah. So join us next week. Prepare to be shocked. Yeah. That's the, the point of the top tens is for you to go away shocked. <laughs> um, they, they said that Nazi writing was good. <laughs> it's not what I said. Well, thanks again for listening and goodbye. Down in the Netherlands. Where the, where the dikes do roam. <laughs>